Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special Christmas message, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. I want to talk to you about the Christmas story long before Jesus was ever born. The Christmas story is found in your Bibles long before Jesus was ever born. I've titled this sermon, you follow me on Facebook? I've titled this sermon, Christmas in Isaiah. Christmas in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 9, saints, turn with me. Isaiah chapter 9. It's on page 611. (laughs) You go to Jeremiah, you're going too far. Come back. Isaiah chapter 9. Good to be with you this morning. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Listen, while you're turning in your pages, first of all, we had a wonderful prayer meeting yesterday. So many people came out to pray. And I'm happy about that because I was telling them first service, I'm happy about that because not so much that God is so happy that we all come to prayer and that we are, you know, making God happy per se. I guess we are in some sense. But I I am personally happy about that as a pastor because um, it is good to know that we still believe in prayer. It's good to know that so many people still believe in corporate prayer and the prayers of the saints, the Bible says, availeth much. So I'm happy about that. I'm also happy because last week um, we started, and I'm going to encourage you, last week we started uh, teaching on the model prayer. Remember, we're doing this series on Wednesday night called Holy Prayer. And last week we started a six-point outline, which we got to uh, three of them. And um, I thought we were going to finish all six, but the 200 people that were here didn't think so. And uh, they were right. We got three. And we will cover the other three uh, this coming Wednesday night. I'm going to encourage you, if you are free, like you don't have to work. Listen, if you got to work, you got to work. Amen? And the Bible says if a man don't work, he ought not what? And y'all know y'all going to eat, okay? So work, okay? But if you don't have to work, 7 o'clock we gather right here at Calvary Chapel We're going to finish that uh, Holy Prayer series. Uh, It's been a blessing to me. I certainly hope it's been a blessing to you. Come on out on Wednesday night. We all need more than just Sunday morning. And you all need more. Two people said amen for me. Let me talk to you. (sighs) Tough crowd. We all need prayer. We all need the Word of God. And we need it more than Sunday morning. That's my point. We need it more than Sunday morning, right? So get out to church. We're still one of those churches that has midweek service. People are dropping services like flies. 
And we're going to hold out for Jesus. <laughs> we're going to hold out for Jesus. All right. Okay. All right. Christmas story before Jesus was ever born. Isaiah. See, I just bought you some time to find Isaiah, okay, and blow the dust off. Um, Isaiah chapter 9, saints. We're looking at verse 6. Christmas in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. If you're looking at verse 6, I need you to say a hearty amen. Amen. For unto us, as a matter of fact, y'all, come on, read it, and read it like you mean it. Read it like you care. Look at verse 6 and 7, and come on, read it with me. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace... From that time forward, even forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. Saints, stop right there. We all know the Christmas story. Got your pen? The Christmas story is found two places in the Bible. Actually, a total of four, but in two books of the Bible. Matthew chapter 1 and 2 and Luke chapter 1 and 2. You will find the Christmas story there. You know the Christmas story, don't you? It's six months. uh, The angel Gabriel comes to Mary, who's engaged to Joseph, and says, Rejoice, highly favored one, you're blessed among women. And he said, Mary, you're going to have a son. And Mary said, That can't be possible. I've never known a man. I've never been with a man. And Gabriel said, The Holy Spirit's going to come upon you, you know, and the power of God will overshadow you, and you will give birth to the Son of God. Well, Mary runs off to share the good news with Elizabeth and Joseph, and while Joseph is thinking about those things, the Bible tells us the angel of the Lord showed up in a dream and told him, The child that Mary was pregnant with was from the Holy Spirit, and his name will be called, what saints? Jesus. You know that. Now, as I said, the Christmas story began before the birth of Jesus. Listen to me close. i got to move a little bit faster. There are many, many prophecies and prophets that talk about the birth of Jesus and talk about... um, his rule and his reign far earlier, thousand, hundreds even of years before Jesus was actually born. I think of Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 23. Jeremiah 23, I think I got it for you on the screen. Jeremiah 23, 5 and 6. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment And righteousness in the earth. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell safely. Now, this is his name by which he will be called. Listen, Jeremiah, leave that there just for a second. Jeremiah's prophecy is an incredible prophecy because if you're taking notes, Jeremiah 23, write this down, equal sign, 800 years before Jesus was born. 800 years before Jesus was born. Jeremiah tells us that a king will reign. Talking about prophets who prophesied of the coming of the Lord. I think of David, or pardon me, Daniel. I think of Daniel. Daniel. Now, let me try to make this real simple. 
Daniel, if you know your Bibles, you know that Daniel talks about three kingdoms that will rule the entire earth. Babylon, Greece, and Rome. Babylon, Greece, and Rome will become strong and rule the world. Each one of these empires, listen, was stronger than the U.S. will ever hope to be. But it's really interesting that each one of them would rise in power and eventually fall. And you're probably saying to me, Pastor Rodney, what does that have to do with Christmas? Well, Daniel chapter 2 in verse 44, in the days of the kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. In other words, saints, listen, the final kingdom, the permanent kingdom, would be sent to the earth by God. That's the birth of Jesus. And his kingdom, Jesus' kingdom, would break up every other kingdom. This would become known as the kingdom of God, and it would never end. Now, you know, do you know your history? There have been many empires who have tried to dominate the world. I think of France, Spain, England, Germany, Japan, and now some of, much of, Islam is seeking to dominate the world. But every empire that has tried to rule the world has failed miserably. Now, what does that mean to us? It means this. His kingdom, God's kingdom, is still the kingdom that rules from heaven and earth. Jesus is still the king of kings and the Lord of lords. I'll wait while you clap your hands there. Jesus rules from heaven. His kingdom is an eternal kingdom. Think about that. A tiny baby. Listen to me. A tiny baby born in Bethlehem in a manger at Christmas time conquered the entire known world when he came to the earth. And not only did he conquer the world, listen, you're going to love this, but he changed the time clock. Am I right about it? From B.C. to, y'all come on, help me, from B.C. to A.D. This little baby, we're talking about prophets who prophesied Christmas before Christmas. I think of Micah chapter 5 and verse 2. But thou, Bethlehem, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, get out of thee, shall come forth unto me. That is to be the ruler in Israel, whose going forth have been from old and from everlasting. Listen, Micah tells us, notice, a thousand years before Jesus was born. This prophecy in Micah, y'all still with me this morning? This prophecy in Micah, Micah 5.2, was written 1,000 years before Jesus was even born. So Micah the prophet, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he takes the quill in hand and he puts it to the paprius paper, and he starts writing, but thou, o Bethlehem, thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me the ruler who shall rule Israel, whose going forth is from old and from the beginning. Who said? Who, who, who's coming? Who's coming forth 
They don't know. Are y'all with me? They don't, they don't know because they're writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Isaiah the same way. For he was wounded for our transgressions, Isaiah writes. He's wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. And, and by his stripes we are healed. Who's that? By whose stripes we're healed? Who was wounded for our transgressions? So these prophecies, are y'all following me this morning? These prophecies that are coming forth, the writers are writing these things, and they have no idea. The prophecy of Micah, a thousand years prior to the birth of Jesus. The prophecy, Isaiah 7.14, Isaiah 7.14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son and shall call his name what saints? Emmanuel means what, saints? God is with us. This prophecy was written about 700 years before the birth of Jesus. Now, in our text, let me move forward just a bit. Let me inch forward just a bit. In our text, the time period, if you care, is 722 B.C. The northern kingdom of Israel is faced with the Assyrian army. And if you know your history, you know the Assyrians were a brutal war machine. And their empire was growing and expanding. So in 722 B.C., Israel would soon be attacked and overrun and crushed. And their loved ones, we're talking kids and cousins, would be brutally killed. Families broken up and destroyed. The land would be devastated. And the economic collapse is on the way. That's the backdrop here. And this once proud nation of Israel will be brought to its knees in shame and in humiliation. It's with this backdrop, in the midst of despair, in the midst of hope, uh, hopelessness, in the midst of this gloom that Israel receives a prophetic word from the prophet Isaiah. And look at your Bibles. Come with me. Look at your Bibles and how dark it is. Verse 1. The gloom of verse 1 would turn to the rejoicing of verse 3. The distress of verse 1 would turn to the joy of verse 3. The oppression of verse 1 would turn to a broken yoke in verse 3. The darkness of verse 2 would turn to the light of verse 2. The shadow of death in verse 2 would be overcome in verse 6. All of this happened to be, all of this appeared, pardon me, to be in store for God's people. And then all of a sudden, a light shone, a prophecy. A prophecy comes forth from Isaiah concerning the Messiah, that Jesus Christ is coming, that Jesus Christ is given. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And I told you that the backdrop is hopelessness and despair and helplessness and gloom and light comes forward. But isn't that the way God works? Isn't that the way it always is? God always comes through in the darkest hour. Am I right about it, saints? When things are really, really bad, when money is really, really tight, when your marriage is almost really, really, really about to end, when your kids are going really crazy, and just when you think they're getting better, they go crazier. Say amen, parents. The light of Jesus 
always shines through. So Israel is in a really tight spot. The Assyrians are about to overrun them. And just in the nick of time, a prophecy and the hope of Christmas, Jesus Christ comes shining through Christmas in Isaiah. Prophecy. What is prophecy? Prophecy is telling us what will happen before it happens. Simple. Prophecy is telling us what will happen before it happens. There are many prophecies. As a matter of fact, someone did the research and found that there are more than 300 prophecies concerning Jesus Christ in the Bible. And that Jesus Christ, listen to me, this is amazing, fascinating. Peter Stoner, in his book, Peter Stoner, Science Speaks, is the name of the book, did a study on one person fulfilling one prophecy, one person fulfilling eight, one person fulfilling 16, and then 32. I just told you that Jesus fulfilled 300 prophecies, and he fulfilled them to the letter. That would be equivalent, as Peter Stoner says, to um, someone fulfilling prophecy. Uh, uh, the mathematical fulfilling would be like 147 to the 10th power, that someone could fulfill 300. That's an impossible, 147 to the 10th power. I don't even know what that number is. Neither do you. Don't look at me like I'm crazy. 147 to the 10th power. That one person, Jesus Christ, would fulfill 300 prophecies, not only prophecies concerning his birth, but also prophecies in Zechariah 9.9. We talk about it during Easter all the time. The prophecy in Zechariah 9.9 told us that Jesus would enter Jerusalem on a donkey. Psalm 41, verse 9, tells us that he would be betrayed by a friend. Isaiah 53.7 tells us that he would um, be accused and he wouldn't defend himself. Hands and feet, Psalm 22, Isaiah 53, tell us that hands and feet, his hands and feet would be pierced and crucified. He'd be crucified between thieves. Matthew 12, 40, prophesies that Jesus would rise again from the dead. Many, 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 many prophecies. Now, let's get to verse 6. Saints, what we're going to do this morning in the remainder of our time is we're going to unpack, if you will, like take it apart, Verse 6, okay? Verse 6 and 7. We're going to unpack it and take it apart. Go ahead and look at verse 6 again. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called, you're looking at it, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Let's first of all look at it. For unto us, notice the Bible tells us, a child is, what saints? Born. Got your pen? A child is born, speaks of his humanity. Jesus was 100% God and 100% human. A child is born, speaks of his earthly beginning. A child is born, speaks of the babe born in Bethlehem. The babe born in Bethlehem was born for our good. The babe born in Bethlehem was like any other normal, cute little baby. Sometimes I think we think Jesus was born like different than most babies, especially when you watch the movies or you watch the cartoons or whatever, and they have the manger scene, Jesus is in the manger, and there's always a spotlight on him. You ever notice that? And like music playing behind, like there's surround sound in the stable. 
It's always, got, it's kind of like that. You know, like Jesus was like a different baby. Listen, Jesus was like any other baby. You guys know Michelle and Tim Fontaine? Y'all know, well, if you know Michelle and Tim Fontaine, she's been like my one and only uh, secretary. I guess you don't even call, is it not politically correct to call them secretaries anymore? Because somebody told me that's not politically correct. Is it politically correct? It's, it's not, is it? What do you call them? Administrative assistants. Is that right? I'm talking to the mayor. Is that right? Is that <laughs> the mayor told me it was better. All right. Okay, so they just had a baby girl. Grandbaby girl. That baby is so cute. I'm telling you, that baby is so cute. So cute. The baby got hair. And it's really interesting because like whenever what? Some babies come in the world, they ain't got no hair. The baby got hair. So, and it's really interesting because every time I talk, the baby follows my voice. Ask Michelle. Ask Tim. If the baby hears my voice, the baby go. (laughs) It's the truth. The baby knows the shepherd's voice. (laughs) Let the church say amen. Already, see, it's just a shepherd sheep thing, man. You can't get this. It's a shepherd sheep thing. So the baby follows, and the baby is just so cute and 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 and, and baby like. And sometimes, you know, we think, you know, Jesus was like a different baby than any other baby. Jesus was a normal baby, born in a normal way. Jesus got thirsty and hungry. Jesus needed a diaper changed like any other baby. I'm sure Jesus cried in the middle of the night, woke up Mary and Joseph. Mary said, Joseph, it's your turn to get up. I'm sure. Jesus had a full range of emotions. He would spit up on you like any other baby. You hold your finger out, he grab it like any other baby. You got a goatee or beard? Don't go around a baby. Babies like to pull on goatees and beard. That's why I cut this one. I used to have this real long, and then I'd get around the baby. they pull that thing, and they get a grip lock of holding on that thing, and they don't let that thing go. And you're like, please take your little evil baby. I mean, take your baby away. (laughs) Jesus was like any other baby. Jesus took months to learn to crawl, months to learn to walk. He had to learn to speak. He was completely dependent on his parents to meet his every need. Notice, saints, unto us a child is born. And look at it again. Unto us a son is what? given a son is given get your pen a son is given speaks of his deity he was god and notice what it doesn't say it doesn't say a son was born isaiah picks up the quill and puts it to the paper and under the inspiration of the holy spirit tells us jesus had no beginning god's christmas gift came in the person of deity wrapped in the package of humanity On Christmas morning, God took on flesh, revealed himself in the form of a baby. Don't make the mistake of thinking, listen, that the son ceased to be God when he became a man. The son didn't cease to be God when he became a man. Jesus added manhood, but he did not subtract Godhood. Think about it. Did y'all get that? Jesus added manhood, but did not subtract Godhood. Think about it. Heaven opened itself up and placed his most precious gift in a human wound. And in an instant, the omnipotent one became a microscopic embryo. The one who sustains the world with the word of his power became dependent on a little girl to feed feed him. A son is given. And while Jesus, listen, saints, was no ordinary baby, he was also an extraordinary baby. 
Because this baby was special. He was the son of God. Say amen. amen. He was fully man baby and fully God. Fully man baby and fully God. A child is born speaks of his humanity. A son is given speaks of his, what saints, deity. S.D. Gordon, theologian, said Jesus is God spelling himself out in language that men can understand. And again, saints, the birth in Bethlehem was not his beginning. Listen, the birth in Bethlehem was not his beginning. There was a time when Jesus was not. Now stay with me. There was a time when Jesus was not. But there was never a time when the Son of God was not. Did you get that? There was a time when Jesus was not because he came in the world on Christmas morn. But there was never a time when the son of God was not. John Phillips said it beautifully. The great mystery of the manger is that God should be able to translate deity into humanity without disregarding the deity or distorting the humanity. R.G. Lee said Jesus is the only one born with no earthly father but an earthly mother. He had no heavenly mother, but a heavenly father. He was older than his mother, and yet as old as his father. Well, let me read that again. Y'all need, to, y'all need to eat this on the way home, okay? Jesus is the only one born with no earthly father, but an earthly mother. He had no heavenly mother, but a heavenly father. He was older than his mother, and yet not as old as his father. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at one 800 293 That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the media library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light. Let me be a song.